0: we thank you for your word father we bless your name the lord we exalt you we thank you for your word we thank you for your word lord we thank you jesus we bless your name for in jesus mighty name we have prayed amen, amen. so this evening we are looking at good news I preached this message in um when I was in UI. But thanks, uh, all thanks to all our sound people. We can't find the audio to this message. I preached this sermon in the University of Ibadan. But then again, all through the month of January, we've looked at evangelism, you know, from part one to part two, part three to part four, you know, how to evangelize to a Muslim, how to evangelize to a Jehovah's Witness, how to evangelize, you know, to an atheist. And it's really important and very um good that we also if you're evangelizing you must know what you're evangelizing there are people who they do not evangelize not because they don't want to evangelize but they don't understand the gospel they don't understand what what is the gospel in fact there are many christians in church who if you ask them to explain what the gospel is they cannot properly articulate what the gospel is they can't articulate what the gospel they cannot explain they, they don't know what they have believed, they just know that, ah, Jesus, you know, you know, uh, I humorously once said that there's somebody who has been going to church for a very long time, then in his sitting room, he saw the picture of Jesus was there and he was eating, then this person turned to me and asked me and said, this Jesus said, what did them saying do say, wait, then they flog him like this, and believe me, this person is a Christian who has been in church for a very long time, so there are people who have been in church, but they have not really understood the gospel properly, they do not really understood what the gospel is properly. So there are people who have been in church. They have been in church. But if you ask them what the gospel is, they, they, they cannot really explain it to you. They can't really tell you what the gospel is. You know, so the gospel itself comes from a Greek word called, Evangelion, which means which literally means good news. The gospel itself comes from a Greek word called Evangelion, which actually means good news. So there are people who you know the gospel is something that i usually say something that if you belong to a local assembly and they have not taught or thought about the gospel in six months you may want to check again because it is the essence why we are doing all that we are doing it is the reason it is the essence of the reason why we are doing all that we are doing the gospel so we must understand if you don't know the gospel then this is the essence this is the reason why we are doing all of the church that we are doing you know and the bible is the book of salvation. I know that many people teach so many things from the bible. They teach finance, some people even teach um, real estate, they teach all that they want to teach. They teach so many things from the bible, but the bible is primarily the book of salvation. The bible is primarily the book of salvation. The old testament is the shows us the promise of salvation. The Gospels shows us the fulfillment of the promise of salvation. Why the epistles shows us what the announcement of salvation, I come again. The Bible is primarily the book of salvation. The Old Testament shows us the promise of salvation. The Gospels, I mean, the OT shows us the promise of salvation. The Gospels shows us the fulfillment of the promise of salvation. Why the Epistle shows us the announcement of salvation. Now it shows us what the announcement of salvation. So we must be able to to understand that the bible is primarily the book of salvation everything that we are doing is about jesus every in fact from the old testament the old testament showed the types and shadow of what of the gospel in the old testament the ark was was pointing was like types and shadow of m um, salvation where the bible you know god told noah he said he should build he should build an ark and he spoke to people there are people who did not listen and then the flood came is, is it type is a type and shadow of salvation the old testament is just is the gospel concealed. everything is what was pointing to the gospel the bible is primarily the book of salvation you know under the law we have under the law we have the um, high priest who will take the blood of god to the holies of holies and all that but in the dispensation of jesus he was the high priest and he took his own blood to the only to, to heaven. So everything that you saw, in fact, you know that under the law they usually bring a lamb. You know they bring a lamb under the law. Um, the lamb can cover sin for only one year, and after one year, they have to make another sacrifice again. But Jesus was that ageless lamb that sacrificed his own self, took his own blood, and he was also the high priest. So everything you see in the old testament it was types and shadow of salvation it was pointing it was just the gospel concealed it's like you know the um um you know the boxing day i don't really know if i if i get it boxing day many people think that boxing day is the day they come and just box but boxing day is the day where they unbox gifts the gifts that has been given to them so maybe for instance you receive the gifts around maybe um december 28th so, but boxing day is the day when people unbox the gifts that they, they, they um, somebody has given to them what they have been somebody gives them so the salvation was like something that was promised us in OT it was now in the new testament that we began to unbox and see what God had done for us so in old testament it was type and shadow everything was pointing to what was going to happen so when when john the baptist saw jesus christ and said behold the lamp of god who will take away the sins of the world." that thing he said was revelation because under the law the lamp is what they usually use to do what it will the lamp cannot take away the sins in the OT. what the lamp does is to cover the sin for one year and then they re-sacrifice again so when john the baptist saw jesus and he said behold the Lamb who takes away the sin of the world that was a revelation I, I, that was what revelation you can see that the OT is primarily the times and shadow. who we was just showing us the things to come and if you want to understand where was the where was the the first presentation of the gospel in scripture where was the first presentation let's see the book of genesis chapter 3 verse 15 the first presentation genesis chapter 3 verse 16 coming now so that we can get better perspective to this i'm going to read from i'm going to read from verse 10. i'm going to read from verse 9 and the lord god called unto adam and said unto him where are thou and he said i heard thy voice in the garden and i was afraid because i was naked and i eat myself verse 11. he said who told thee that thou was thou was naked as thou eating of the fruit whereof i commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat verse 12. and the man said the woman whom thou gavest to to be with me, she gave me of the three, and I did eat. Verse 13. And the Lord God said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did it. Verse 14. And the Lord said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cost that cost above all cattle and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shall thou go, and the dust shall thou eat all the days of thy life. Verse 15: And I will put enmity meeting between thee and the woman between thy seed and thy seed and it shall bruise thy head but thou shall bruise his heel now this chapter 3 verse 15 was the first presentation of the gospel when it says that the the seed of the woman will bruise the head of the serpent he was talking about jesus i now said the but the serpent who bruises you the you the bruising of the you that happened to the seed of the woman was all the things that jesus had to go through but at the end of the day jesus bruised the head of the serpent in theology it is called proto-evangelium. I don't know if I'm, if I'm pronouncing this, this thing well proto meaning that the first presentation of the gospel was found in Genesis chapter 3 verse 15 proto meaning that the, the what the presentation the first presentation of the gospel was found in Genesis chapter 3 verse 15 so the gospel is not an afterthought you know God saving mankind God is not one um, powerful man in one village scratching his head thinking of what to do next you always know what the outcome of things so the first presentation of the gospel can be said to be what can be found in that word in Genesis chapter three verse fifteen, and this protoevangelium is a is a two is a true Greek word. Proto means first, and evangelion means good news or gospel. Thus, this verse commonly refers to the first mention in the Bible of the good news of salvation. So, Genesis chapter three verse fifteen is the first presentation of the gospel. So we can see that no matter what you're reading the bible is only pointing to one character jesus it's only pointing to one man jesus it's only pointing to one when i say man you understand what i mean it's only pointing to what jesus so no matter what somebody tries to use the bible to teach the bible is primarily is primarily the word the book of salvation and you know there are so many when we talk about salvation there are people who have been in church for some time but the kind of argument that they make you will sometimes look back and say are these people really saved? do they really understand what salvation is? because repentance in some cases is not proof that the person is saved if i was a yahoo boy before i stopped doing yahoo and i do not believe the gospel i am still not saved even though i have repented from doing yahoo but if i I did not believe the gospel of jesus i am still not saved so just because a person repents from a sin is not true that that person is sin you can repent from masturbation you can repent from pornography you can repent from doing yahoo yahoo and even if you do not receive the gospel you are not still saved so when we go to meet people our work is not to try to get them to do good things our work is to try is to make sure that they believe the gospel because what the gospel does is to compel men to do good work the gospel we are saved to do good works not that we have good works so that we can be saved so there are people who go to preach to people and they see them smoking or do they say stop smoking it's bad is that and they will never at any point introduce the gospel to them all they are doing is just works 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 stop doing this one stop doing that one don't do this one see let me tell you the gospel have the capacity to regulate the heart of men if they truly believe It may take a while, but it has the capacity to regulate the heart of men. So when people go and say, ah, stop doing this, stop doing that. No, what we give to men is the gospel, not works. So the first thing that the gospel does for you, number one, is called the miracle of change desires. Miracle of change desires. If you truly understand the gospel, you will not try to get people to stop being certain unbelievers to stop doing certain things what you give to them is the miracle of change what you give to them is the gospel the bible told us something about, in the book of Acts chapter nine from verse four to six let's see the book of Acts chapter nine the same paul who was going to kill the christians in Damascus encountered god and immediately paul began to say that what will you have me do the same paul who was going to kill people the same paul who was going to kill people encounter god and immediately he begin to ask what will god have him to do so that's why you can see somebody who was an highway robber you can see somebody who is a, who was a cultist when he was in school and this person will believe the gospel and after 10 years if this person comes back to say do you know i used to be i used to be i used to be a cultist before do you know i used to be a cultist before you will not be able to believe it because one thing that the miracle of change one thing that the gospel does for you is that it alters your desires as long as you are able to submit the gospel of jesus alters your desires there are things that you know even look at some some of us who were in the world before who have done so many things maybe you come you come around your old folks some of your guys might be this they cannot believe and do you know one thing there are people who have come to try to reach reach out to you before you get saved with, the, with, with works they say ah stop doing this thing now why do they do this thing you know we go to preach and the first thing we are focusing on why are you wearing bum shorts? Why are you dressing like this? Is a sin. It's bad. See, that person is, is already an unbeliever. What you are doing is just trying to choke the person with works. What the person needs is not, don't do this, don't do that. What the person needs is the gospel. The gospel of Jesus can regulate the heart of men. The gospel of Jesus can alter the desires of the heart of men. In the book of Titus, chapter 2, verse 11, I love this scripture so much. He said that the the um, um the same grace of god that appeared that segment has appeared to every man okay you see for the grace of god that brings us salvation and appear to all men teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly loss, we should live soberly righteously godly in this present world meaning that the gospel of jesus when people truly believe it has the capacity to alter their desires it has the capacity to make men live as as for christ do you know one thing should i most of the people some of the people who are in our churches who are serving they are not saved do you know that there's nowhere in scripture where you see that they make altar call i'm not saying that altar call is bad because altar call is a system that we used to know people who are saved so that we can begin to disciple them but i'm telling you that there are people who come out for altar call who are not saved everywhere in scripture where people are saved a message is usually preached Everywhere in scripture where people were saved, people heard the message and they were saved. Let me give you an example. In the house of Cornelius, the Bible says, When Peter began to preach, say the power of God broke out and they began to speak in tongues. Now, there's no way they would have they would have spoken tongues if they, they didn't believe the gospel, meaning, and there was no point there where Peter made an altar call. While Peter was teaching, he was preaching the gospel, they believe immediately without an altar call. And the holy ghost came upon them immediately and they begin to speak in tongues immediately i don't know if you're getting it the same time when peter was teaching they believed while they were on their seats immediately they believed on their seat the holy ghost came upon them and they begin to speak in tongues immediately everywhere in scripture where people get saved they they read the message and then believe the message there are people who come out for altar court they just come out so that they can see the pastor's face since the pastor is a popular man of god they can just see and skin fresh. There are people who come out who just to recite something. They are not reciting with their hearts, they don't even know what they believe. They just come out emotionally. The gospel that get people saved, the people hear something and they believe what they have heard. Now, let's look at this example of Paul. The Bible says, when he was on his way to Damascus and he encountered God, immediately when he encountered God, he believed him and he was saved. Because when he went to Ananias, that the Bible said we lay hands on him and he will receive the Holy Ghost. There's no way, you know, he, he had believed the gospel immediately and he asked God, he said what? He said, what will you have me do? So, you will see that there are people who are in our churches. There are people who, they may even be our parents, they have been in church for long. But if you ask them, what is the gospel? They cannot really defend the gospel. And this was one of the concerns of Paul in the book of Romans chapter 10 verse 1. Paul says something he said brethren my heart desires and prayer for god for israel is that they might be saved hear what he now said he said if i bear them record that they have zeal of god but not according to knowledge now paul was praying that the israelites would be saved he said they have zeal for the things of god he said but not according to knowledge there are people who are deacons and elders in churches who are not saved and if you're asking what do i what do i need to believe what is the gospel for me to be saved? the gospel is that jesus came he became a man he, he came through a virgin mary he became a man died resurrected on the third day ascended back to heaven if you don't believe this you are not saved you will be shocked at how many people who, not, who do not believe this there are people who believe that jesus is jesus came but he didn't come through a virgin to a virgin um, virgin woman if you don't believe that you are still not saved there are people who believe that Jesus is our elder brother. I didn't come. If you don't believe that, you are seen or seen. There is an exact information of believing that makes you to be saved. Let's see the book of first Corinthians. first Corinthians chapter 15. Let me read from verse 1. Is said, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preach unto you, which also ye have received, wherein ye stand. Verse 2. By which also ye are saved, If ye keep in memory what I preach unto you, unless ye have believed in faith. Verse 3. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received how that Christ died for our sins according to scripture and that he was buried and that he rose again. he rose again, they thought day the, according to scriptures. You know, with all the respect, the Jehovah's Witness they believe that you know Jesus came and then when he came, um, that Jesus is not, is not, um, is not divine. You know, when he came, he died, he didn't resurrect on the third day. Then on the third day, Jesus, um, God now recreated. An archangel, not giving the name of jesus i'm telling you this is what they believe you can refer back to how to evangelize to jehovah's Witness. i thought about it this is what they believe see you'll be amazed at certain people who are under the christian umbrellas the the the, the incriminating what would i call it the false things that they believe so there are people in church they say what's the gospel they don't even know so that's why paul said in romans chapter 10 verse 1 say i bear them record he said my prayer for is for israel is that they might be saved he said i bear them record that they have zeal for the things of god he said but not according to knowledge there are people who are passionate about the things they are in church they are dickens but they do not understand what the God. they have not believed the gospel they have just been coming to church it was bishop who said that you know for long that he was not saved they gave birth to him in the church so he thought because they gave birth to him in the church he was automatically saved one day his friend was trying to preach to him and said, Ah, he said, Me and you is not saved. They gave birth to me in the church on the poop itself, near the pulpit. that's when they gave birth to me. Until one day his teacher, you know, Auntie Betty, called him and began to explain what the gospel is. Do you believe that Jesus came through a virgin Mary? A virgin woman called Mary. And then when he came, that he died, and then that he resurrected on the third day, and then that he ascended back to heaven. If you believe this, this is the gospel. And then he prayed with him. That was it so there are people who are coming for water they don't even know what is the gospel they don't know there are people who the only dimension of god that they know is that god can they know god as a as a powerful god they know god as one who who can make you who who can bless you you know i used to have an list on my whatsapp before i've shared this before i met him from instagram and then we begin to talk he said two of his wives are attending some of the biggest Pentecostal church he said pastor used to come to him that he's not he's not a bad, bad list what he does for people is that they will succeed and all that and he told me that he i so i was preaching to him i said you have to leave all this you know you need to believe god and all that and then he, he said he said something to me he said you believe god and i told him i said you don't believe now that man believed that god is an all-powerful god but the aspect of the gospel that makes him see that christ came for us that he died for us he ascended he did not believe that part because if he believed that part that part will alter his desire to do that, um, that enchantment work that he's doing. So, there are people who are like that, Abelis. they believe that God is all powerful, but they have not understood the, the dimension of God as Savior. They have not understood, they have not believed the gospel. How you get? So, there are people who believe that God is an all powerful God who believe that God can heal, but that one that God is our Savior, he came, became a man, died. Resurrected on the throne ascended back to heaven. They have not believed that one, and that is the gospel that is our message to the dying world. So, when people come across with the gospel, the first thing is the miracle of chain desires. The miracle of the gospel has the capacity if people truly you that see it may take time for you to change, but if you truly yield to the if you truly believe the gospel, it's only a matter of time you will see yourself growing gradually growing gradually and before you know you are out of that addiction before you know you are out of that struggle the miracle of change desires number two if you ask a believer an average believer are you righteous say, <laughs> i'm not righteous so god is the god is the only righteous god god is the only righteous person i'm not i'm not i'm not righteous now let me tell you something see righteousness is a gift that christ gave to us righteousness is what is the gift that what that christ gave to us there are people who you know i, I don't know how to explain it the level of say, permission to and religiosity I could call them, that even what christ had given to us we are not we are we are not able to take it he said for he had made them to be sin for us first corinthians chapter 5 verse 21 for I had made him to be seen for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of god in me. that we might be made the righteousness of god in me. righteousness is first an identity before conduct righteousness is first see it is because the gift of righteousness that christ has given to you it is because you know that you are righteous that you cannot begin to do righteousness so righteousness is first a, is first an identity before conduct you are first righteous not because of what you have done or what you have not done you are first righteous because god calls you righteous so whether you know you're a believer who is struggling with um one or two things sin and you are growing you are trying your best you are righteous you are first righteous before anything you are first righteous because god calls you righteous now the balance is that when you are not righteous you will do righteous because there is righteousness as a gift and there's what is called the doing righteousness meaning that because i know that i am righteous as a gift i will now do righteousness first john chapter three verse 7. he said little children let no man deceive you he that doeth righteous is righteous even as he is righteous He said, he that doeth righteous is righteous even as he is righteous. Even as he is righteous is the emphasis. Because I am righteous, because I know that I am righteous, that's the basis of the reason why I can do righteousness. Are you getting it? It is because I am righteous is the basis of the reason why I can do righteousness. So righteousness is first a gift. It is first an identity first in Christ before conduct so in case next time somebody asks you ah are you righteous yes you are it's a gift that Christ gave to you it is because you know that you are righteous it is then that you cannot do righteousness because i am righteous call yourself because i am righteous i want you to say this after me because i am righteous i can do righteousness because i am righteous i can do righteousness righteousness is a gift righteousness is a gift and because i'm righteous i can do righteousness i'm saying this because some people have been so held down with religion that they can't even say that they are righteous because i'm righteous that's why i can do righteousness for I had made him to be seen for me wouldn't you know see that i might be made the righteousness of god in him and the righteousness of god in him and the righteousness of god in him because i'm righteous that is why i can do righteous in jesus name amen so secondly, when you ask an average believer again, are you holy? God is the only holy one. Who, you know, God is the. But see, it's also a matter of of just like righteousness. For instance, in the Old Testament, the Bible told us that God told Moses, He said, "Pull your pull what you're wearing, because what you are upon is an holy ground. Ground. What has that ground or that floor has that floor did anything or that ground? Has he done anything that may God cause it holy. That ground is holy, not because that ground has done anything, that ground is holy because God, ha- God has called it holy. So you are first holy because God calls you only. You are not first holy based on what you first do. And I'm going to show you from scripture. Somebody may be looking and say, Ah, just a little the see with this. Let's see second Timothy, um, chapter 1, verse 9. And I want you to see NIV version. Second Timothy chapter one verse nine and i want um niv version sorry give me let me find second timothy chapter chapter one verse verse nine is said, but has now been revealed through the appearing of our savior christ jesus who has destroyed death." No, no 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 that's not the scripture Okay, 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 9. He has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. Are you hearing what the Bible is saying? He said he has saved us and called us to a holy life. He said not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. You are not first only just because of what you have done or what you have not done. You are first only because God has called you only. Are you getting me? See, it is knowing this that you can be able to even exercise and do what we call holiness. It's a short message this night, but it's an understanding of the gospel. So, I preach this message in Ibadan, where we are in Ibadan, but all thanks to, to our sound team, they lost the message. So, and since we have been teaching about evangelism, it's only proper to refresh our, our memory again on the good news so you are not first you are first only because god calls you only the ground where the bible told moses that pull off your sandal because you're on the only you're on, um, you're on the holy ground the ground has done nothing but yet god calls it only so you are not first only by what you have done or what you have not done you are first only because god has called you only so the balance of this is that there is what we call what perfecting holiness is like i can i can say let me call it doing holiness by calling to perfecting holiness let's see the book of um second corinthians chapter 7 verse 1 second corinthians chapter 7 verse 1 is it having therefore these promises daily and um, dearly beloved let us clean ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit perfecting holiness in the fear of god perfecting holiness in the fear of god see you are first only because god has called you holy but you must also put that holiness to work perfecting it it is this under this balance that is not in a place that's why somebody can say that you can keep fornicating and yet this on that one yeah i believe i just keep doing it see if you are being for fornic- you keep fornicating consistently your conscience is not breaking you because you came out for attack or because you think that you believe the gospel i can tell you that you have truly not believed the gospel if you truly have believed the gospel the gospel will always alter your desires will prick your heart when you are doing something wrong the bible told us in the book of titus chapter 2 verse 11 he said the grace of god that brings salvation appear to all men he said deny he said cause to deny ungodliness and worthy lost. so there is no way you say you are saved you believe the gospel and then you will continue to sin. it will take a time but the spirit of god it may take some time to begin to alter your desires and begin to work on you so any gospel that makes you believe that you can keep doing anything that you like as long as you are saved as long as <laughs> hey that kind of gospel is driving you to hellfire all the respect i don't even think that you if you truly believe the gospel it's only a matter of time it will keep being what offering your desire it may take some time but you will grow the word the god see god is willing to hold your hands and allow you to grow if you are willing to submit to his leading if truly you believe the gospel is only a matter the gospel has power it can alter any desire for god if people truly believe the gospel now you know spoken about the miracle of change desire spoken about righteousness spoken about holiness and then number four which is the last one you are saved by grace through faith see this sounds very simple but many people i don't know especially in this west in this part of the country that we find ourselves some people think maybe you are saved when you wear yes it's good for you to dress where well, you know do what that you have to do but some people think that maybe you are saved in this part of the world when you, you wear long gown when you wear everything that this and that see yes a believer who is saved the spirit of god will begin to work upon your heart and begin to regulate your heart and if you are obeying him you begin to go you know it will even show your physical appearance and all that but let me tell you people are not saved by physical appearance are you getting me now remember i said that when you are truly saved after a time the spirit of god will begin to work upon your heart you know begin to work upon your heart and then you see yourself going but let me also say this people are not saved by physical appearance the sister, you see, who is not dressing well, maybe somebody that the Holy Ghost is still working on, and you say, Ah, that person is not saved. You are not the one that saved the person. We are saved by grace through faith. This may sound very simple, but it's a lot of trouble in the body of Christ. Some people still think that you are saved based on clothes. Remember what I said in the beginning. I don't know where this state will get to. You are when you are saved, the spirit of God will begin to work on you, and it will show even in your physical appearance. After a while, as the spirit of God begins to work upon you. But then you cannot just say that ah, because this person is not dressing well, then the person is not saved. It may be somebody that the spirit of God is still working on. We are not saved by good works, we are saved to do good works. Works is not equal to salvation, it is salvation equals to good works. It is because we are saved. That the spirit of God cannot in us to do good works, not because we do good works that will now become seed. See the book of Galatia, the entire book of Galatia was for blasting people because they thought that they can be saved by works. Go and study it again. The book of Galatia was for and. It was in that same galatian paul said oh you foolish galatian it was in that galatian that paul said is it because i'm i'm telling you the truth that i'm not a, i'm now an enemy to you it was paul paul started from i think chapter two thereabouts or where he was saying that were you saved by works doing this or not doing that or you were saved because you put your faith in god so why is somebody not coming to say that if you don't circumcise if you don't do this it was because people were thinking that they can be saved by works that paul said Paul put a curse, he said if any other person come to preach a gospel, another gospel, he say, let him be a curse. he said if he is an angel let, it, let, it, let let the angel be a course it was because people were banking on works We are, see this may sound very simple but let it keep ringing in your head we are not saved by works we are saved to do good works we are saved by grace through faith, let's see the book of Ephesians chapter 2 from verse 5 to 8, because sometimes the way people judge people and say they are not seen is very alarming. Let me read from verse 5: even when we are dead in sin, at quicken us together with Christ by grace, he has seen and had raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Verse 7: that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us through Christ. Verse 8: by grace, yea. By grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourself, it is the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Lest any man should. Do you think he can be saved by works? In your mind, do you you even know many people today that you have. Now, wow. Now, before you now correct yourself, do you really think he can be saved by works? You are saved by grace through faith. You see, people who are always banking on works, they are always very difficult people. They don't forgive people even when they make mistakes, so they don't even forgive themselves. You are saved by grace through faith. I need to re-emphasize this consistently, so that you don't go around judging people and say that it is Christ who has saved us. Let's see again the book of Galatians chapter 3 verse 1. Because hmm, we need to really re-emphasize these things. Look at what Paul, what Paul was saying here in Galatians chapter 3, verse 1. He said, Oh foolish Galatian, who had bewitched you that ye should not obey the truth before whose eyes Christ Jesus had been evidently set forth crucified among you. Verse 2. This is this only would would I learn of you receive here the spirit by works of the Lord. Do you know one thing? If I read from that one, you will not get it. You not? Let me read from NLT. Permit me to read from NLT. Um Galatians. So that to give you a very good perspective to what I'm trying to say. Now, watch. Oh, foolish Galatians, who has cast a spell on you for the meaning of Jesus Christ's death was made as clear to you as if you had seen a picture of his death on the cross. Verse 2. Let me ask you this one question: Did you receive the Holy Spirit by obeying the law of Moses? Of course not. You receive the Spirit because you believe the message you heard about Christ. Verse three. How foolish can you be after starting your new life in Christ? Why are you now trying to become perfect by your own human efforts? Have you experienced so much for nothing? Surely it was not in vain, was it? Was it? Verse five. I ask you again. Does God give you the Holy Spirit and work miracles among you because you obey the law? of course not it is because you believe the message you read about christ this was Paul fighting them in Galatia, just because they were trying to bank on works this was the reason why paul called them foolish and without you respect that's what some of us did to you today if paul was here, would have caught many of us many of maybe some or even some of our respected leaders or people who think salvation is by works this is what paul must have said to you. all foolish galatians say let me ask you one question did you receive the holy spirit by obeying the law of moses of course not you obey you believe the gospel you heard about christ so let nobody come and bubble you and say i know we are saved to do good works when we are saved the spirit of god will begin to regulate us and alter our desires so uh, don't see somebody and say ah this is not civil. look at what she's wearing i know you don't know if it's somebody that the spirit of god is still working on and it's only a matter of time you should get to that to that point let's see the book of romans chapter 10 from verse one to five i think i should also use the NLT for this romans chapter 10 from verse one to five as we round up and i'm going to open the floor for questions um romans chapter 10 from verse one to five dear brothers and sister the longing of my heart and prayer for to God is for the people of Israel to be saved. You know, I've read this one for you before. That the people of Israel to be saved, meaning that there are seven people who are in church. You know, and I want you to look at to, to do this. If you have maybe your parents, your grandparents who have been in church for a very long time, you may just want to engage them about what the gospel is. You know, Kevin shared a story one time that one time he was pastoring in a church and there's this particular man who is always in church he was always giving, he was always serving you know, so they are cool, they were friends they talk, you know, they just so when they were just talking about salvation they were discussing and again said he was talking about salvation and what it means to be saved and this man said he has never heard it before and that was how Egan led this man to Christ and not long enough, the, the man went to meet with the Lord, what if he was not, he never brought up that conversation that man would have been somebody in church for long but was never saved you may want to have this come see that is why as a believer we must be evangelical let me tell you see you may not need to set a particular day for you to go and evangelize as long as you go out every day you can evangelize you are walking on the street you just want to get something on the street and you saw somebody you can engage them in conversation you are going out to work you saw somebody you can engage them in conversation see if you live an evangelical life you may really not need to set a particular day to evangelize because every day when you step out you evangelize so see somebody said something one time he said if god has shown you the vision of hellfire before even those who or who has offended you you don't want them to go there as believers all through this month we've learned about evangelism you know what we must put and now we've learned what the gospel is we must do what we must put this to work we must step out and get the gospel to men the vision of peniel is that what is that men be saved and properly what? Discipled. If you scroll a bit, you see the vision there. That our our major vision in this ministry to do what? To see men saved. It say that all men receive and come to the knowledge of the truth. That's our vision. And the mandate, one, bringing men to Christ in various nations of the world by properly dispensing God's word with accurate discipleship number two say that men be delivered from every demonic oppression by taking the healing path but if you watch our major is that men be saved and properly discipled so i want each and every one of us to be evangelical from today be evangelical as you are going to work you can just engage somebody and if you are asking how do i start conversation you can just do as if you are new in that place ah bros, which should do you even attend Self. ah this is i attend though my pastor did that. So ah, I know they go any church. I, ah, why don't you attend church? This before you know, conversation started. Before you know, you can listen to the series on evangelism. You know, how to evangelize, you can send me questions. I reply them. So this is what the gospel is. This is what the gospel is. And every believer, you must do our best to make sure that. See, the primary assignment of the church is to get men seed giving people rice beans indomie is good but it is secondary when if all that we give to men is food and money is only food and not the gospel do you know what in the long run we are only feeding dead people if all that we do is to give men just give them money just give them food and never give them the gospel in the long run we are only feeding and enriching dead people see let each and every one of us live as one who came here as a visitor and that on the last day if you if jesus comes now and you stand before jesus will you be able to say ah i have done enough let me tell you if jesus comes now many of us even though we'll be in heaven but we might be ashamed to look at his face because we have not done enough if jesus comes now Many of us, we, we might be ashamed to look at his face because we have not done enough. Make it an habit to be evangelical. You know, some of your customers who are Libra, who like, you can preach the gospel, you can you can tell them about Jesus. If you observe that they are not believers, you know, let us be evangelical. Let, let us from this month of February, starting tomorrow, let no month pass without us talking to somebody about Jesus there are people you talk to today you planted a seed it may take two years for them to now become and say ah it was what you said that day that keep coming after me it was what you preached that day so let each and every one of us be evangelical as we round up may we we'll just pray let's ask the spirit of God father walk work, work on me lord give me boldness to be able to preach the gospel i receive boldness by the spirit father i receive boldness Lord, I receive boldness. I receive boldness. I receive boldness. I receive boldness. I receive boldness by the Spirit. I receive boldness to preach the gospel of Jesus. Lord, I receive boldness. I receive boldness by the Spirit. I receive boldness. Lord, to preach the gospel, I receive boldness. Lord, lead me, lead me, lead me. I receive boldness by the Spirit. My desires are altered lord my desires are altered for you lord from today i want only the things that you want lord give me grace to be evangelical give me grace to be evangelical as i step out every day i receive grace courage, boldness to preach the gospel by the spirit i receive grace i receive courage i receive grace i receive courage lord to preach the gospel of jesus for in jesus mighty name we are we are prayed. I don't know anybody here with any kind of pain. I decree the pain is gone now in the name of Jesus. There's somebody here, your brother has been looking for a job for a very long time. Before February is over, I decree job, supernatural job in the name of Jesus. Supernatural job in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed amen amen i don't know there's any question on all that i've said or is there any question from all the series that we've taught all through this um journey because february we are going to start another another series by february and what we are going to start by february i'm not it's one topic i like to run away from i've not i've not really i'm not i'm not sure i've done any teaching on it before anywhere. i'm not sure i've done anything like that before so, before then, is there any question, is there anything you'd like to add to all the seeds that we've had out or to what I've said now? Is there any question? All right. In the absence of none, Father, we thank you for this night. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the grace to be evangelical. We bless your name. For in Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. So now, please, we thank you tomorrow we'll be starting something it's called tomorrow prayers there's something we'll be starting tomorrow prayers it's called speak over